Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very accomplished professional and entrepreneur from Chicago, USA, Mr. Grant Sapkin. Grant, welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here. Uh, Grant is the founder and CEO of Burst Sports. So, Grant, before we get into Burst Sports, uh, tell me a little bit about your own journey. Yeah, my, I mean, I'm 25 years old, <clears throat> living here in Chicago, Illinois. You know, I'm originally from Denver, Colorado. Yeah. Uh, my entrepreneurial journey started actually 10 years ago when I was 15, when my mother would be driving me to, to network marketing meetings and all that. And I would be talking in front of groups of people in their 20s and 30s. Mm. Um, and that really, I found my passion for personal development, personal growth, um, the growth mindset. Um, leadership and learning all these other skills that have helped mm -hmm. me in all my other ventures since mm -hmm. then. Um, and then fast forward to about the, a little over a year ago now, I launched Burst Sports um, and all of this has really led me uh, to be able to do this. Fantastic. So tell me about Burst Sports. So Burst Sports was founded in December of 2021 mm -hmm. and with the mission of helping these young athletes be able to monetize their NIL, which is their name, image and likeness mm -hmm. within the Web3 industry. Um, you have two new industries emerging. You have the NIL, it's a little over a year old, and mm -hmm. you have Web3 that's now been you know, booming because of NFTs and crypto and, and the metaverse right. and that's coming together. Mm -hmm. So really helping these young athletes monetize their overall brand mm -hmm. within the entire Web3 industry is the ecosystem that we're creating. Mm -hmm. And before I go further, for a lot of our viewers and listeners, help us understand the difference between Web2 and Web3. So the simplest way to put it, Web2 is all the social media, even us being on Zoom right now. It's all the social media stuff you see with Twitter, mm -hmm. Facebook, everything else online. The Web3 is really with the creator economy. It's giving that decentralized and that it's blockchain driven internet mm -hmm. and it's giving that control to the actual consumer. Mm -hmm. So when you say that you are helping young athletes monetize their brand in Web3 by working them, working with them to create multiple revenue streams... Help me understand how it works. And if possible, give me a couple of examples. Yeah, I would say the first example is in this past week, we've actually launched 20 of our football athletes mm. on our partner Virtual Stacks' platform. And for those that don't know what Virtual Stacks is, it's a global exchange, mm -hmm. uh, $15 billion valuation. And it's backed by some notable names such as Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes, Randy Jackson. Mm. And so we're already seeing incredible revenue results for these 20 athletes, mm -hmm. which excites us about, you know, we have 180 plus signed, um, you know, to an agreement with us and on our roster. So we're very excited to be able to help not only those, but the thousands to come as well as put together so many other revenue streams and gamification, tokenization, uh, metaverse, and, and so many other, other mm -hmm. elements. But just going a little further, can you take us through one particular say athlete without any names or one particular football player and how you are using their uh, intellectual property rights, if I can use that term, yep. to start monetizing it. So the simplest way to put it is that we're working with that individual athlete all the way through, right? Mm -hmm. From start to finish of getting them onboarded and showing them exactly what they're getting into, educating them on what it is that they're getting into mm -hmm. um, and helping them and enabling them to, to actually monetize their brand. And what that mm -hmm. means is allowing for these consumers in the fan economy to actually be, you know, for this example of virtual stacks is they're buying these digital shares of, mm -hmm. our, of our athlete, right? And so they're able to then, um, you know, the athlete's able to give exclusive utility and different incentives that are then 
uh, help helping out their their fans and, and the people that are, are consuming mm. their ships. So, say for uh, discussion purposes, you're a you're a football star who's just um, had had a um, a hat trick in, in the World Cup, right? And I want to buy a small piece of you. How does that work? So this is why the accessibility um, has come into it. It's really bridging the gap between Web 2 and Web 3.0 because, mm. you know, you, you have to make this shift very easy for the consumer to see. You can't just expect them to go and, and get all the different crypto wallets and be able to merge different things and then be able to understand that. Um, so really, it's as simple as signing up and creating an account on the Virtual Stacks app and their platform. Mm. And then uploading funds into your wallet. Uh, Circle is a great company that's a partner with Virtual Stacks for their banking purposes. And then from there, you can just buy right away. Mm. Um, and so it's very quick and simple. Um, and that process is really easing, you know, this whole generation that's paying attention to Web three. It's easing mm. them into it. Mm. And uh, if if say I I, I invest a hundred dollars, uh, continuing with the same example, you as the sports person certainly make money. What do I, as the investor, make out of the whole thing? That's a great question. I mean, the first thing is that you're actually joining in on their journey because you're owning you know, shares of, of, of their overall brand. Mm -hmm. The second part is that it's an exchange, right? So you're able to buy, sell, and trade. So you can see that you know this, this individual player has a breakout season, and then you see that his stock went up, and you want to sell it and make money yourself, mm -hmm. or you want to trade it in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. um, also, you might say, you know what, this has been a player I've followed for a good amount of time. Mm -hmm. I want to get closer to him and maybe I can actually go and do a meet and greet or have different merchandise by this player, sign stuff, mm -hmm. uh, memorabilia. It, it, there's a lot of different ways to go about it. You know, a lot of our athletes, um, we have both male and female athletes. We're trying to mm -hmm. level the entire playing field. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are giving back to charities and nonprofits. And I think mm -hmm. that charitable giving is so important um, because they are impacting the youth and the people that look up to them. Hmm. And from an investor perspective, how do you manage risk? So TurnCoin is the digital security that's actually registered by the SEC and it's regulated hmm. by the SEC. That's where you, you see when you have that in place. And as an investor, from an investor standpoint, you know that you're getting involved with something that's very secure. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think as, as this is so new to everybody, you want to make sure any investment you're, you're doing that's involving within the Web3 realm, that it is a really safe and, and risk free. Uh, play. Mm. Interesting. Moving on, you know, you live by the words, feel the fear and do it anyway. Um, help me understand this. You know, does feel the fear really mean to get your adrenaline pumping? Um, or what exactly do you mean? And give me an example. Yeah, that, that's one of the quotes I heard from a mentor of mine a few years back. And it really, um, it, it ties into everything in entrepreneurship. Um, if, if you don't, you know, everyone's going to have fear at a certain point and it, it's a written emotion you're going to have, you have to feel. Um, and it's, it's really how you cope with that. And I think that's the best way to put it is just mm -hmm. actually feeling it and understanding and being aware that it's there, but just doing it anyway, doing that task or, or going and taking that leap of faith mm -hmm. um, and actually putting yourself out there to accomplish what you set out to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's everything with entrepreneurship is that you don't know what the other side is going to bring, mm -hmm. but if in your gut it's telling you that to actually do this and make something happen that can impact mm -hmm. a lot of people, that that's really where that quote stems from. Mm, interesting. Then my next question is that, you know, we just spoke very briefly about the metaverse. Uh, 
But how are you linking the metaverse with the Web3 and the, the value that you're creating for so many different athletes? It's a great question. So the metaverse is, it's going to take years to actually unfold completely, right? And it's, it's really still in the early stages. However, we're in talks with a few companies that are actually building out land and, and actually arenas and different mm. stuff in the metaverse. Mm. So we're going to have our athletes' brands on there. Um, they're mm -hmm. going to be able to interact with their fans. They're mm -hmm. going to be able to have their own merchandise, which the fans will actually get real life merchandise as well. Mm -hmm. So it's really bridging the gap between this physical and digital world mm -hmm. um, and allowing our athletes to be on there, having their own game avatars on there. Uh, it's going to be very exciting for, for our mm -hmm. athletes. Mm -hmm. So continuing with my example of uh, Grant Sapkin having shot a hat trick in, at the World Cup in 2022. And if he goes on to you know, have a similar kind of, a trajectory of goals in, in, in league matches and in Europe matches and whatever else. In the metaverse, what you're saying is that Grant, the football player, will become more and more valuable. Is that what I'm understanding correctly? Yes, it's also just going to give, um, you know, a different experience, right? Mm -hmm. And you see with everything with augmented reality and virtual reality and you see the Oculus and things that are already out there that people mm -hmm. are experienced with. But now you see something on the metaverse where you can actually be hosting meetings and hosting the different sporting events and, and doing all this stuff where, you know, we could be like different parts of the world like we are mm -hmm. on Zoom. However, we can be doing the same thing and actually having more of a, an immersive, um, you know, experience. Mm. So what did we write as someone, uh, you know, explained to me that uh, the metaverse is really Web3 in three dimension. Yes, there is a lot of three-dimensional effects to the metaverse. And I think that's what's so unique and creative about it is mm -hmm. that it's not something that you can just, you know, you, you log on to something on, on Instagram or different social media and just see a picture or a video of something. Mm -hmm. it, it's actually like, it feels like you're actually in mm -hmm. in the real world of, of the metaverse that, that you're seeing in front of you. So it's it's definitely something unique. And I think there's a lot to expand from it. Mm -hmm. And it's really going to be awesome when we can ease you know, everybody into it seamlessly. Mm. But, uh, you know, when it comes to the World Wide Web, whether it's Web 1 or Web 2 or Web 3, there is only one web across the whole world. Right. But there seem to be multiple metaverses. Um, how do you see people, the common individual, not people who are experts in this area like you, but how does a common person understand which metaverse to go to? It has to resonate with them. Right. You know, you see that there's different things, whether it's the fashion industry or sneaker industry or, or real estate or whatever it might be. Mm. It has to resonate with that individual that it makes sense for them to actually get get emerged into that metaverse. And I think mm. that's why you're seeing all these different companies and brands around the world mm. trying to understand what is their niche inside the metaverse and how can they actually, you know, go in in the best possible way. Mm. Um, and that's really what's going to help these these consumers and in the whole fan economy understand mm. um, what's also in it for them to be involved. Mm. Mm. My next question to you is uh, on NFTs, you know, the non-fungible tokens. For my viewers and listeners, can you explain in a little, in, in, in simple language, what exactly is an NFT? The simplest way to put it is that each non-fungible token is unique and mm. has its own set of properties and is different. Um, and, and that's the best way to put it. You know, if you have, you know, two different Walgreens at two different addresses, two Walgreens at two different addresses, obviously they're, they're at different locations. And so that's very unique. 
Um, and, and that's with the NFTs, right? And so we're also going to work on that component with our, with our athletes to have those NFTs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be in a very unique way to allow their fans to, to purchase and actually uh, get that utility attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's even though there's been ups and downs in, in the NFT, uh, especially the crypto market, NFTs are going to play going to have a huge play in in our world to come because there's so much value uh, you can attach to them Mm. and can you give me an example of how some of the work that is being done by you in the nft space with athletes has benefited student athletes yeah so right now with our first opportunity as we're putting together different partnerships to create that ecosystem i spoke about earlier Uh, There are no NFTs that are being sold on the virtual stacks platform Mm. right now. When that Mm. is introduced, Mm. people are actually going to have to first own their digital shares, Mm. which are fungible, before being able to buy their NFTs. And there's going to be all different utility. We have, um, you know, athletes, like I said, that have their own charities. We have athletes that want to do a lot of merchandise and training programs. Uh, There's a lot of different ways to go about it. And Mm. that's the creative process that we're, we're excited to work with our athletes on because there's a lot of potential uh, to be creative and within that. Mm. And, you know, there are so many athletes around the world uh, and so many aspiring athletes. And some of them, of course, will go on to be, um, you know, Olympic stars. I spoke uh, uh, three, four hours ago to a, an Olympic uh, uh, medalist from from uh, Senegal. So, you know, there are there are athletes all over the world. How yeah. can How can they take advantage of the work you are doing uh, to be able to monetize uh, some of the amazing work that they have done as athletes? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the best way for these athletes to get involved is to be open-minded and to actually, you know, we want to help these young athletes first. You know, if they go on to be professional, we'll still keep that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but we want to be able to educate and help the youth, right? And there's a lot of young athletes all over the world. And if they have an open mind and want to see how the Web3 world can actually help benefit their brands mm. um, in more ways than just one, because there's different revenue streams you can get for those these athletes, that's really the ones we want to work with. And it doesn't matter if they have a large brand on social media or small, we want to level the entire playing field. Mm. And, and that's what's so powerful about our mission and, and impacting these young athletes is because we want to help everybody that's that's really willing to work with us. Mm. So what I'm understanding or could be wrong is that every single athlete could potentially become like a little company whose share is trading on the stock market. Correct. And that's where you see the slogan uh, from virtual stacks that it's actually stacks and people instead of uh, shares and companies. So um, it it basically is like that. Um, And it is really a people for people movement. Um, and you see their ambassadors that are big spokespeople around the whole world. Mm-hmm. And they are promoting this because they really believe in the vision of giving back and, and giving an opportunity that can really change the trajectory of a lot of these young athletes and help mm-hmm. them in, in so many ways. But uh, I have time for one or two more questions. Uh, given the fact that you know a lot of this trading will happen in a crypto exchange, what will be the impact of the recent debacle in one of the crypto exchanges on perceptions and confidence of the market. That's where education is going to have a big, big play in everything that we're doing. And and we stress that Web3 education. We want to be able to educate all of our athletes on everything they're getting into. And it's very crucial to us because if they're educated and understand what they're doing, Mm. so will their fans Mm. and so will the consumers that are paying attention. Mm. And, And then it has to be transparency. 
I think that's the biggest thing. And you see our core values listed on our website and transparency and everything is, is going to lead for easy accessibility and then everybody to actually get involved and, and understand that, that, that what is, what is actually going on and not mm-hmm. anything that's, that's mm-hmm. behind their walls. Uh, and do you see, since, you know, this is all self-regulated and this is all, uh, you know, the risk is managed within uh, the entire community, so to speak. Do you see legislation or governments around the world stepping in? Because the moment a small individual's money starts to get invested, the government becomes morally responsible to protect that individual. Do you see the government stepping in with regulatory controls? I definitely do. And I think there needs to be a little more regulation. Um, but just for example, with virtual stacks, the Turncoin security that's actually mm-hmm. regulated by the SEC, mm-hmm. that gives a lot of, um, you know, just security for individuals that are investing because mm-hmm. they know what's actually being regulated, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's going to play a big part also on the NIL side, you know, with the name, image, and likeness yep. for these high school college athletes. Then NCAA and these other you know, industrial companies, they have to really, there's got to be more regulation and mm. more education on it, right? A lot of these universities aren't providing enough resources to educate these young athletes on, on different industries and the deals they're getting into and also the financial education. If they're having real money come in, what are they going to do with it if they don't, if they've never had that happen before? Um, education is everything uh, on all aspects. Amazing. And my last question to you, uh, Grant, and this is for the many, many people who will listen to our conversation. Based on your own amazing journey uh, in the world of tech, in the world of sports, and you seem to have achieved so much uh, at a very young age of 25, what would you say are three lessons or three learnings you would want our viewers and listeners to take away uh, from this conversation? I would say one, be curious. Mm-hmm. And two, look to surround yourself with people who you know, know more than you or smarter than you. Mm-hmm. And three, just just be a sponge and, and actually be willing to to take that risk and and go for it, right? I mean, there's there's nothing to lose, and other people's opinions aren't going to dictate your life. Mm-hmm. Actually, know what you want mm-hmm. and and go and, and do everything you can, and, and reverse engineer what you want as well, because that's mm-hmm. going to allow you to lay out that blueprint that's going to allow you to reach your goals way quicker. Amazing. And on that note, and your three amazing lessons: be curious, get people, get smart people around you. Uh, and third one you said was be a sponge. Thank you, Grant, for speaking to me. Thank you for talking to me about all the amazing stuff you're doing. I've learned so many new things. NIL was a new uh, term for me, which is name, image, and likeness. Uh, thank you for talking to me about burst sports and all the great work you're doing to support so many uh, sports persons from around the world. Thank you for talking to me about NFTs, the Web2, Web3, about uh, the crypto and uh, all the great work that you're doing uh, to be able to support so many different charities that these sports people are going to be supporting. Thank you again, and good luck to you. Thank you, Ashutosh. I appreciate it and very grateful to be on your show. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. 
just search for the brand called you